I'd like to uh, share with you now from uh, the words of the angels to the shepherds. Uh, Hopefully you're familiar with the words now, but I'll read them again uh, one uh, last time this Christmas. And the words are from uh, Luke's Gospel and chapter uh, 2. Well, that's page. Chapter 2, starting at verse 8. So let me just read uh, these very familiar words again. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in their fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So that's the message of the angels to the shepherds. And we've been looking how the angels said it was good news. They were coming with good news for all people. And we've been trying to understand why the message was such good, what good news, why the message of Christmas is good news. You remember about four weeks ago, uh, we saw how it was good news because it was news of a baby that was born, a baby that was promised from centuries, millennia ago. And it shows that God keeps his promises. That's the first reason it's good news. About three weeks ago, or two weeks ago, we looked at how it was good news because it was a message for all people. Uh, The angel said, to you is born this day. Uh, And it's a message to all people. No one is excluded. The good news applies to everyone, to anyone who wants to receive Christ. Uh, The third reason last week why the message is good news is because it teaches and tells us of a saviour, someone who has come to save us from our sins. Uh, This morning, uh, I want to look at that last little bit where it says, uh, there is born to you this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. Uh, The fourth reason the message of Christmas is such good news is because it tells us of the birth of Christ the Lord. And the first thing uh, to say is that when you hear that uh, word, that name Christ, uh, sometimes people get a little confused and they think Christ is a surname uh, because Jesus is Jesus Christ. And we think it must be uh, his second name. You know, it was like Mary and Joseph were Mr. and Mrs. Christ and they gave birth to Jesus Christ. But that's not how it works. The word Christ isn't a surname, it's a title. Uh, It's a title which essentially means king. So when we say Christ Jesus, or when we say Jesus Christ, what we're really saying, whether we realize it or not, is King Jesus, or Jesus the King. And so what these angels are saying is that the shepherd should rejoice... All people should rejoice because a new king has been born. 
Christ the Lord. But you might ask, well, why is that such good news? Uh, because a king is a ruler. Uh, we have a king now. Uh, and you might think, well, are kings necessarily good news? We often find much to complain about with kings and rulers, uh, governments and powers. Uh, They're not often, perhaps that's exaggeration, but quite often they're not good news at all. So why should we be so happy about this new ruler? A lot of people associate oppression and injustice with rulers, Uh, Because, sadly, that has been the case throughout history. Uh, You get wicked kings, wicked queens, uh, wicked rulers, and they cause more harm than they do good. And so people don't necessarily think positively of kings and rulers. But the reason why this is such good news is because regardless of all the wicked rulers that exist... Rule itself, kingship or queenship itself, is a good thing. Uh, If you want to get rid of oppression and injustice in society, the last thing you want to do is remove all rule. I think we all know this, don't we? Uh, It's no good simply just removing whatever ruler there is because you have to have something or someone to take its place. Because if there was no rule, if there was no king, if there was no one in charge, then it would just be anarchy, wouldn't it? Uh, You'd have more oppression. You'd have more injustice. Because all the strong would rise up against the weak. Uh, Rule is a good thing, even though sadly and tragically there are many bad rulers but the concept itself is good. What you need if you want to fight oppression, if you want to fight injustice, is you need a good ruler. You need a good king, a righteous king. And that is how you limit uh, um, oppression and injustice. Uh, You need a strong ruler who will crush resistance who will punish wickedness, who will destroy evil. And that's exactly why Christ Jesus, King Jesus, came into the world. He came to destroy evil and to promote good. He came to crush darkness and bring in light. Do you remember the words of Mary, which we just read a few moments ago? Uh, In Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, And in verses uh, 51 to 53, listen to what Mary said in her great song of praise. She said in verse 51, He, that's God, has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Jesus says Christ came to destroy, to end all the oppression of people who are being victimized by, as she says here, the rich or 
by those who are using their power to hurt and harm those who are weaker. Christ came to end all that and to bring justice and peace. But, uh, I think I've said this many times uh, before, but I'll say it again. Uh, There are two ways in which you can remove an enemy. We've said that Christ came to crush resistance, to crush uh, those who are unjust and evil and wicked. But there are two ways you can do that. The most popular way, the way we uh, most sort of lean towards, is to destroy them. Uh, we want to destroy our enemies, don't we? Even if we don't necessarily act on it, in our hearts, that's what we want. Uh, we want to crush the wicked and those who are uh, oppressing and hurting others. And the Bible says that one day Christ will do just that. I don't know if you appreciate that. The Bible says that one day Christ will dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. That's in Psalm 2. That's how God will treat, that's how Christ will treat those who are victimizing others. Uh, one day Christ will dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Uh, I think I've shared this story before, but I'll share it again. Apparently, uh, there was once a court justice, and he uh, had a man uh, appear to him uh, in the court, but he escaped conviction because of a technicality. Uh, Something hadn't gone quite right in the uh, red tape of the uh, court, and so he was let free. Uh, But the judge knew he was guilty. Everyone knew he was guilty, but because of this Uh, technicality he has to be let free Uh, and this is what the judge said to the man Uh, he said I know that you are guilty and you know it and I wish you to remember that one day you will stand before a better and wiser judge and that there you'll be dealt with according to justice and not according to law story goes on, and I'm not sure this is true, but I want it to be true. Uh, the story goes on, apparently, uh, that man was surprised uh, while burgling a house in Antwerp later, and he fled out the back door, and he clambered over a nine-foot wall, and he dropped over the other side, and apparently found himself in the uh, city prison. Um, I want it to be true, I don't know, I'm, I'm fairly sure it's probably not true, but that's apparently what happened. Uh, but the point is, our sins... <laughs> will find us out. Uh, Christ is the king who will one day punish all injustice. He will punish every bully. Uh, He will punish every thief. He will punish every liar. Hitler will be judged. Putin will be judged. Every murderer who's pictures that we've seen on the TV screens will one day meet their maker. Every terrorist, every scam artist who's written you an email or phoned you on the phone, they will face God one day. They will face Christ, the King, and he will deal with them as is right. That's good news, isn't it? I don't know what people have done to you in your life. I'm sure all of us have hurts and pains where people have um, done things to us which are wrong and which are evil. But you don't need to fret because God knows what they did to you. 
And one day, Christ will right every wrong because he is a righteous king. That's why we can rejoice because a savior has been born who is Christ the Lord. We have a king who will deal with all injustice. But just before you get too gleeful, I just want you to think about that for a few minutes. Uh, I said that Christ, or the Bible says more importantly, that Christ will deal with all injustice. But have you ever pondered where does he draw the line? Uh, I said all liars will face their judge. Have you ever told a lie? Uh, Would you describe yourself as a liar? If you've told a lie, then you are, aren't you? Uh, Perhaps you've spread malicious gossip in your life at some point, uh, and you've made someone else's life miserable, even if you didn't entirely intend to. Uh, Perhaps you've uh, stolen something from someone else. Perhaps that still niggles on your conscience. Perhaps you see it on your bookshelf or in your cupboard, and you know that that thing was stolen. Uh, It might be stolen. Uh, Sorry, it might be small. It might be seemingly insignificant, but it's stolen Nonetheless, if God's going to deal with liars and terrorists and thieves, then he'll also deal with us as well. Because we've also, all of us, caused pain to others, haven't we? Whoever we are, you don't need to think very long, I'm sure. You've caused pain to someone in your life, if we're honest, many people. And God says he will deal with all injustice that's why it's good news that there's another way that god deals with enemies that enemies can be dealt with the first way we've said is to destroy them to crush them to remove them and that's emotionally satisfying but not when we apply it to ourselves but thankfully there is another way and that's what christmas is all about The other way to remove an enemy is to turn them into your friend, is to reconcile with them, to bring forgiveness. And that is why Jesus came as a baby. That's why Jesus was born in a manger. That is really, in a nutshell, the message of Christmas. Uh, What I've described before, that's the message of Christ's second coming. The Bible says one day Christ is coming back and he's going to deal with all injustice. He's going to make all things new, he says. Uh, That's what Christ is going to do on his second coming. Uh, The book of Revelation describes him as coming on a white horse with a name written on his thigh which says King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the picture given is one of a conquering king who will destroy all wickedness and evil forever. But that's not how he came the first time. That's not how he came at Christmas time. Uh, Then he came as a little baby in a manger. And the message of that is God didn't come to make war, he came to bring peace. What can be more peaceful? I was going to say, what can be more peaceful than a little baby? But parents will probably dispute that. But what could be more harmless, shall we say, than a little baby? And that's how God stepped into this world the first time he came. 
to bring peace. What did Jesus himself say? He said, I did not come to condemn the world, that the world through me might be saved. He came to bring forgiveness. If that doesn't seem like good news to you this morning, perhaps you don't fully appreciate uh, how little you deserve that. Uh, might sound harsh, but as I've just said, we've all caused more pain than perhaps we like to think in our lives. We've ignored God in a thousand different ways, and we've hurt others in probably many more. We need forgiveness. We need mercy. And that's exactly why Christ came. He came with the message of the angels, peace on earth, goodwill to men. We can be forgiven. Uh, We can cease being God's enemy and we can become his friends. And God can bring peace to us. That's the kind of king Christ is. He will come in judgment one day. If you do not receive him, if you continue to resist him, then that day of judgment is coming. But if you receive him, you can become a part of God's family. You can be reconciled with him. That's why Christmas is such wonderful news. But it's even more than that. And I want to close with this. Uh, There's more to Christ's kingship than merely the fact that he will one day deal with all evil, uh, that he currently now offers us forgiveness. There's even more good news to the reality that Christ is king. Uh, We live in a a very morally confused world, don't we? Uh, You know, just look at the TV screens. Uh, Just look at the films. Uh, Just go to a school or university, and you'll see people are very confused about what is right and what is wrong. And the reason for that is simple. This society was once built on Christian teaching. You can see it in our law courts. Uh, You can see it in the way uh, the nation is uh, built, because it was built on Christian principles uh, at one stage. But now, by and large, people have rejected Christ. They've rejected the teaching of the Bible, and they haven't got anything to put in its place. And so how do people know now what is right and what is wrong? Because they've dismissed Jesus and his teaching, and they have to try and find somewhere else. And most people say, we've got to look within. Heard that? Look within. Be true to yourself. Follow your heart. Uh, Be sincere to yourself. And that is the path to righteousness. Uh, But it just takes a few moments' thought to realize that that path can only end in confusion and in misery. Uh, Can you really trust your heart all the time? You've never made a mistake. You've never thought one thing and then realized it was completely wrong a little bit later. Ever wanted something thinking it would make your life wonderful, and then you get it and it's not lived up to expectations. We all know that experience, don't we? Uh, We all know that our hearts can deceive us, uh, not just occasionally, but often. So the message of our society, follow your heart, simply follow your dreams, be true to yourself, is actually a miserable message because it will lead to more heartache and grief in the end. The fundamental reason why is because you and I are not God. Sorry to break that to you. 
We're not God. We do not truly know what is best for us. We don't know what is best for others. We might think we do, but we don't. We need our maker. We need our creator. We need our king. And that's why it's wonderful news. And this is the last bit of wonderful news I want to share from this passage. It's wonderful news that Christ has come. Christ the Lord. We have someone we can look to. We have someone who can show us the way through this dark and foggy world. We have a king who can point us in the right direction. Uh, Listen to the words of Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah was prophesying the first Christmas, uh, prophesying the coming of this Messiah, this king. And he said this, he said, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined or shone. That's the message of Christmas. Light has shone in the darkness. You don't have to rely on yourself. You don't have to rely on your own wisdom. You don't have to sort of cobble together your own existence based on what you think is right and wrong. We have a king who the Bible says is meek and lowly of heart. He says, learn of me and you will find rest for yourselves. Or as he put it uh, later in John's gospel, I am the light of the world. Uh, He who walks... Who, who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the lights of life. I don't know everyone uh, I'm speaking to this morning. Uh, I don't know uh, what confusion you have in your life. Uh, perhaps you're baffled about what the purpose of your life is. Uh, why are you here? Where are you going? Perhaps you had all sorts of dreams when you were younger, and it hasn't worked out, and you're now... Uh, approaching middle-aged or past middle-aged, and you think, what have I done with my life? Uh, Perhaps you're living with regrets about things you wanted to do but didn't, and you're feeling like your life has been wasted. It's not unusual to feel things like that. But you don't need to feel like that, because the Bible tells us our path. It tells us who to follow. And it says, you can find your life in Christ. That's the only place you can find true life. Life in all its fullness, as Christ put it. And if you look in yourself, you may find satisfaction for a time, maybe, but not forever. It won't last. You need to look outside of yourself. It reminds me of someone, it's one of my favourite little quotes, I can't remember who said it, but someone said, you don't go to Niagara Falls to increase your self-esteem. And that's what our heart needs, not ourselves. It needs something outside of us. And that ultimately is a person, Jesus, King Jesus. Uh, So if you want a straight path for your feet, uh, if you want a sure foundation to build on, look to him. Uh, If you want to escape uh, the darkness and fog of this world, we experience that this time of year, don't we? Uh, If you want to escape the darkness and fog of this world, then come into the warm. Come into the fire and the friendship of Christ. And as he promised himself, you will find rest for your souls. What he has to say to you uh, might not always be easy. Sometimes it might be painful, but it always is for the best in the end. The question is, do you trust him? Do you trust him? 
or will you just listen to yourself? Do you trust yourself more than you trust him? Or are you willing to put your feeble human hand in his and let him lead you where he wants to take you? I can promise you, you won't regret that. That is, in essence, what Christmas is all about. And with those thoughts, I want to close uh, by singing our final carol. And I could have picked many of them. They're all, many of them are on the theme of Christ being king. But I've decided to choose uh, number 10 in the carol sheet. Uh, It's angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang, I should say sang, not sand, sorry about that. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. With the chorus, come and worship, worship Christ, the new-born king. So let's stand in closing number 10. <laughs>